Hey everyone, welcome to the Made It in Music podcast. I'm Riley Taylor, our community manager here at Full Circle Music, and I'm so excited for you to hear this upcoming episode because today we get the privilege to hear from Damian Wong Ken about artist development. He is the director of marketing at Integrity Music as well as the principal of Secret Anthem, an interactive marketing software development company. With expertise in brand architecture and relational marketing, he has created exceptional engagement and success for his clients. This was recorded at our 2022 Music Makers Bootcamp here in Nashville, Tennessee. This is an immersive experience where you get to learn directly from music industry professionals and connect with other high-level music makers. If you want more information about our upcoming Music Makers Bootcamp, head to musicmakersbootcamp.com. For now, let's dive into the episode. The plan of action and goal setting is the next stage. This is so vague because everybody's at different stages in their life. Uh, it goes along with journaling. Write down your plans. Write down your goals. Have a vision for your goals. Uh, vision and a mission. I stand by those two terms wholeheartedly. Your vision is your ultimate dream. That's the, there it is right there. That's the goal. That's where I want to go to. Your mission is each individual step to get there. Write your vision down, biblically make it plain, and work towards it. All right? The working towards it is the, the mission aspect of it. Uh, write it down. Easy point. Um, going along with the wardrobe and performance is the having exceptional product, whether it be a music video, an Instagram reel, post, I think it is, TikTok, Snapchat, YouTube video, whatever it might be, with your songwriting leading into it with your wardrobe leading into it, with your performance practicing leading into it. Create engaging, thoughtful content. If you don't know how to do that, it's hard to produce. I'm not a video guy at all, but I'll be on videos and all that stuff. If you don't know how to do the actual technical aspect of it, the cheapest way to do it is go to the local community school, community college, and hire an intern. They will do it for 250 bucks, and you will have a dope, pretty relevant style music video. Here, we pay about 500. Like, I hire students all the time because they're cheap and their work is really good, and it's relevant. It's, they're the kids that we're trying to reach. They're the young people that we're trying to reach. We're trying to build a market, right? So I don't, if they're 18, hopefully by the time they're 27, they'll still be a fan. If I'm still around, hopefully I will. If I engage them properly, they will be, and so will I. Um, find interns. If you have kids who are older, talk to them. Find out what it is and find out what it is to engage with them. I'm not on TikTok, I'm not on Snapchat. Uh, my daughter changes from day to day whether I should or shouldn't be because if I do something stupid and funny, she says absolutely. And if I'm being a normal dad, she says stay away from it. But no matter what age, as an artist, no matter what age you are, you need to figure out how to get into this market of, of this generation of of fans, of audience. Um, does anybody know what the number one media platform is in the world? I'm going to assume new. What's that? No. Netflix. Ah, I taught you something. At least I know that. that thinks, thanks for that response. Netflix is the number one media platform in the world. Does anybody know what number two is? It's not TikTok. YouTube by 0.6% difference, YouTube. Started in 2007, is it? 15 years old, 
16 almost, number two platform. Because they have TV, they have music, they have content, they have advertising, they have everything. And they are skyrocketing. One of my clients, he manages 2,600 channels for artists, celebrities, all this stuff. 2,600. He averages 1.8 billion views every year. And he's not the biggest, not even close to being the biggest. For the for marketing and branding and content and stuff like that, that's the best advice I could give you right now. If you have songs out, do lyric videos. Get lyric videos up on YouTube. The average viewership for, for uh, lyric videos is two minutes and 32 seconds. The average viewership for music videos is under a minute and a half. You get paid by the time the people, the amount of time people were watching your video. My friend John, Reddick, he didn't have any radio play yet. I'm not gonna say the dollar amounts that he made or the, the, the exact numbers. He was able to build a complete career, salary-wise, a successful salary, by lyric video. That's it. Now he's, he's doing stuff on the charts and, and the radio and stuff like that, that's fine. But that was over a year ago, difference. Get on YouTube, understand it, make lyric videos. I'm like, I don't even like saying it like that because I feel like I'm a teacher or a dad again. But do it. Create some revenue for you. You get advertising dollars. You get viewership. So you build fan bases. You could partner with other artists who can advertise on your channel. So you get paid. Both of you guys get paid. YouTube is the one paying the advertising and, the, and their major advertisers. It's, it's money sitting on the table that most people don't take advantage of. Take it. It's better returns than Instagram. It's better returns than TikTok. Better, much better than Snapchat because I don't think Snapchat can even do anything. Facebook is, you know, if you want to reach a 60-year-old, 70-year-old, 80-year-old person, jump on Facebook. Go for it. But YouTube is what you guys need to do. I'm not even questioning that. I'm not going to ask your input on that. Just do it. Trust me. It'll work. Do lyric videos. And does anybody, does everybody know what a lyric video is? It's like, it could be pictures of clouds or digital landscapes or mountains or something like that with your lyrics just streaming above it. That's it. The number one, on a weird level, the number one educational tool in the Middle East right now are lyric videos. Yeah. Yeah, it's a project I'm working on with, with a, an, an education organization out there that we're doing lyric videos for teaching people how to speak English as a second language. It's brilliant. And to create the content, we're paying somebody $250 to build the lyric video for us. Money's money, and I get it, it's valuable. And not everybody has that opportunity, and I get it, so I'm, I'll take that into consideration as I continue with it, but you gotta invest in yourself, right? You want people to invest in you, buy your tickets, buy your music and all that stuff, but you gotta invest in yourself, and money is a, money is a reality of that, right? Uh, that sucks. Unless you know how to do it yourself, and then go for it. So I'll give a plug to, to my buddy's company. It's called Matter, M-A-T-T-E-R, Matter is. Um, he's a, basically an advertising agency for social media platforms. Um, finding companies like that is where to go. Like that's the advertising agencies, social media advertising, not marketing agencies because they'll tell you how to boost your followers and kind of the, the popularity aspect of it. This is a, a revenue generating aspect of it. Um, yeah, Matter Is is the name of his company. He's 
it's not like a free-for-all, whoever wants to come, comes along. It's a it's pretty selective system. But companies like that are, are what I say go to. They, they're professionals. They understand algorithms. A lot of these companies build their own algorithms or uh, in basic terms, they, they build software to read what people are listening to and watching and all that stuff. So they plug you in in the right places. So it increases your, your chance of getting a view, getting a click through, whatever it might be. A good person who works with you, a good performance coach or a good stylist will listen to your thoughts. Honestly, and, and I'm, I'm, I say this really heartfelt, they'll listen to your thoughts and try to incorporate as much of you into it as possible. Okay. If I don't do that, right. or if that performance coach doesn't do that, then you're gonna be even more awkward on stage because that's not natural to you. Right. Like if you don't skip, why the hell are you gonna skip on the stage? You know, or if you don't high kick or jump off of, of monitors, <laughs> it might look right. cool, but you're probably gonna break an ankle. Like it's right. gonna be dumb. Okay. Good performance coaches, good stylists will work with each individual artist and say, this suits you. Wardrobe, this is a part of wardrobe that is important with hiring a professional. And it goes in turn with, with performance. Okay. One of my clients, so a guy named Jordan Fleece, right? He loves leather. He loves it. And he looks dope in it. But my guy also likes pyro. That's a really bad combination on a stage when you're performing in front of 10,000 people. You're going to be hot as hell. And you're going to look really, really awkward sweating so much in the third song when two of those songs are pretty, you know, mid-tempo. That's really awkward. Stylists work with that. They look at your stage setting. They work with your production team, which I love doing. My favorite people are production people. They work with your production team. They work with your lighting people. They work with your pyro people, the LED screens, because LED screens can be a little bit intense as well. And they're just like, okay, this is the general temperature. I take a temperature of the stage during rehearsals. Even after we already decided the wardrobe, I'll go to the stage and take a temperature reading from every spot that the band is at just to make sure that they're not sweating and looking really awkward, because most of the band members won't do a wardrobe change. Other artists will, like the lead vocalist or the, the, the front man or woman will do a wardrobe change at some point, but the band's not gonna change. I wanna make sure they're comfortable with it. I have a saying that if, uh, if you take care of my wife and kids, you got me for life. I don't care what you do to me. You could, you could burn me down, you could do whatever you want, but if you take care of my wife and kids, you got me. If you hurt them, we got issues. Good front men, good lead singers feel the same way about their band. You take care of them, you're good. Being, I've been in Nashville for 15 years. I could promise you that every one of my clients that I started off with 15 years ago here are still my client now. Because I take care of them. And they're, 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 they're dope. We, we hang out and we, like, we hang out with families and, and like holidays and long weekends and stuff together. They're just good people. Take care of them. And as a front person, if you are a front person, take care of your band. And if somebody doesn't take care of your band, don't work with them. Plain and simple. If they don't respect your band, you hired them. They're your friends and family. That means they're not respecting you indirectly. Get rid of them. Just get rid of them. So at the end of the day, you heard it again. I said it before. Every person here who's speaking says they have a team of people. They hire the right people. They bring a group around them who they trust, who are professionals, who are excellent. The same thing. As a creative, it's really, really hard. I'm a creative in some capacity. I used to sing and tour and all that stuff and, and being a pastor. I like, having my, I like owning everything. It's really important that you let it go. What's your vision? Focus on that and the mission. The mission should be hire a person like this, hire a person like this, hire a person like this. 
let professionals handle the stuff that you don't have a, a complete expert grasp of. If you, I am not a finance person. My wife will tell you that 1,000%. I love to shop too much. And my stuff is not cheap, and it's really bad. But I have an accountant who's phenomenal, and she will, I'm on an I'm on I'm allowance. I, like it is what it is, but I am, because I don't handle finance as well. I have a dietitian who handles my diet. I have a trainer who handles my weights. In school, you have a teacher who directs other things. You have a pastor to help you with your spiritual life. As a creative, why wouldn't you have a person in each of those places in accounting, in business management or finance, well, finance and accounting, business management and development, in styling and wardrobe, in performance, in A&R stuff, just to kind of look out for you and, and pay attention to all the stuff going around. Yes, I will acknowledge you guys that you guys are smart and you're creative and you're, and you're amazing people, but you're not experts in everything. This is the one time that I'll tell you, master of all things, or what is it, jack of all trades, master of none is often better than a master of one. No, 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 no. Find somebody who's the master of one. Know stuff, study it. If you're in school or if you're not going to school or get some basic business classes under your belt so you understand contracts, what to sign, how long to, like what to read and re words to look for. Understand that stuff. Understand how to balance your bank account. That's, you know, we're grownups, we should. You guys should, I just, you know. But it's important just to find experts in each of those fields, all right? It, 100% of the time, I've never heard any artist who's had any longevity in their career, and by longevity, I mean more than four years, which is not really long either. I've never heard anybody say, I did this. Every award ceremony, whether it be mainstream or in the, in the faith-based atmosphere, has always said, this award is not really for me, it's for my team of people, and they go through a list of people, right? That's kind of, at first, I was, I was like, okay, well, that's a nice thing to say, but then you get behind the scene, and you're like, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. The amount of people behind, like, the amount of people behind Justin Timberlake's, like, behind him as a brand, it's, I would say, 1,200 people. The amount of people behind Toby, about 1,000. And I'm not exaggerating at all. I'm talking about crew and managers and stylists and engineers and lighting people and songwriters and everything. A, a thousand is a lot, and he's here. So build your team, start small. Build your team a little bit by a little bit with people you trust, which is difficult because it's difficult to, to let go of your baby or to give a part of your baby. That sounds weird, but you know what I mean. Like to, to share your vision. Does that make sense? Um, that's, that's the best thing I could say. Uh, going back to the journaling thing, and it leads into every aspect of it again, the last thing I put down, oh yeah, lawyers, make sure you have a good lawyer. That's, because you don't want to get sued, because that's really easy and that's scary as heck. Um, the physical and mental preparedness goes right back to journaling, making sure your mind is right, whether it be praying or meditating or, or some kind of yoga or I don't know what the terms are, but you know what I mean. Do that, clear your mind, start your mornings at peace. Our days are super busy. A little insight into me is I, I smoke cigars at 8.30 in the morning with, with coffee, so it's not that bad. But I go to the, I, I wake up, I do a 15, 20 minute devotion, prayer time. I go to the gym for an hour and a half, and then 8.30, a bunch of us get together for cigars. 
it's a lot of time, I get it, but for about two, three hours, we'll sit down and we'll just talk about life and we start the day off slow because we know the rest of our day is gonna be completely hectic and when we're busy and we're just like, oh, I need a rest, we're not gonna get it, we're too busy. We have the momentum flowing so we don't even wanna stop, right? Start your day off slow. Take your time, smell the roses, that's the term. Smoke a cigar, drink a cup of coffee, look out the window with traffic if you're in a high rise or if you're in a field or a farm or something like that. Just take your time, figure out a, a, a calming place. Just, just take your time and start slow. Let your mind clear so when everything comes at you, there's not, it's not already filled with clutter because stuff is gonna come at you as you know, as you're pursuing your careers, you're pursuing your passion, it's gonna be filled with a whole bunch of stuff. So just take your time while you have it. If you gotta wake up half an hour earlier, it's okay, it's half an hour, it's really not gonna make that much of a difference, right? Like that, or just go to bed half an hour earlier and if you're counting your numbers. Take your time with that, all right? Labels, for the most part, as I respect my fellow uh, industry people, isn't for everybody. It's, it's slowly dying away, and I'm whispering it as if it's not gonna make a difference. It's slowly dying away. There are ways to generate revenue, ways to generate an audience. But the number one thing is that if you want to be a pop artist, you got to be popular. You got to pay your dues and create music. This sucks. This really sucks. Create music that appeals to the audience. If you don't have an audience, you don't have fans, then nothing you do is going to matter really. You have to kind of find that balance of saying, this is what you want. We're going to give it to you. But I'm, two of the songs on this EP, the seven song EP, are going to be my thing. And you're going to get a glimpse into who I really am. But your content is what's going to matter. Stand in front of the mirror, get some friends together and, and practice your performances, still get your vocal lessons, still journal. Everything is transitional. The reason why I say when I refer to bands is because, you know, if there's Pyro and, he's, and Tim is beside a flamethrower or something like that, but if you're standing on a stage, coffee shop, wherever it is, that's kind of general, sorry, is that you still have to work on the same things. Is there gonna be a spotlight on you? What's the backdrop gonna be? How are you gonna look? What color shirt, are you gonna wear a black shirt if there's a black backdrop behind you? It's the same concept for that, but build, bring in your community of people. Talk to them about, um, what does it look like? All right, you guys, thank you so much. All the best to you guys. Thanks for listening to part two of this episode of the Made It In Music podcast. Head to musicmakersbootcamp.com to learn more about our upcoming Music Makers Bootcamp and check out madeitinmusic.com for more content and episodes from this podcast. See you in the next episode.